Hi, my name is Chris Warfolk and this is the Warfolk Anxiety Podcast, helping you reduce anxiety and live better every day. I'm really excited that you can join me and together we can learn to enjoy life more. Hey, how are you doing? Today we are talking about thoughts and feelings. What comes first? So when we experience anxiety, is it a thought and then feeling? Or is it a feeling and then a thought? Well the answer might surprise you, might even turn your view of anxiety on its head. talking about thoughts and feelings on today's episode and which way around they come and the intuitive way is that we have a thought and then we have a feeling and then there's some action inspired by that feeling so for example when we see a spider we think oh there's a terrifying spider and then that makes us feel scared and that might cause us to run away and that, that's the very intuitive way around of thinking about it, right? Because we like to think that we're in control, that our bodies and our emotions are powered by our thoughts. The problem with this view is that it's just incorrect. So a hundred years of evidence have suggested that actually the arrow of causation flows the other way. In fact, it's often our behaviours that drive our emotions and our emotions and our feelings that drive our thoughts. So let's go back to the spider example. What's more likely to happen here is that when you see the spider, you tense up and you experience the symptoms of anxiety. And it's only then that the thought comes that it's a scary spider. So if we look at another example, for example, uh, a party, if you have social anxiety, there are times where you feel uncomfortable and some people see it as you you go to a party and say you do something, you know, you feel like you upset someone or you embarrass someone and that gives you the, the feelings of anxiety you want to get out and then you leave the party because of how ill you feel. But actually, it's far more likely to be the other way around. So what happens is you go to a party, a situation where you feel uncomfortable. And when you put yourself in those uncomfortable situations, you get those feelings of anxiety, the tight chest and the sweating and all of the, all of the normal symptoms you get with anxiety. And at that point, you'll start looking for a reason. Because as humans, we don't like to believe that we are irrational. So we're not really down with the idea that we're just experiencing these symptoms for no reason. So what we do at that point is we start looking around for a thought to justify those feelings. And we start to think about things like, oh, I've embarrassed myself or I've upset someone. Or it's the human being's the human brain is really amazing at how it can come up with reasons in technical anxiety i talk about people whose their 
two halves of their brain have separated because of epilepsy and what you can do is feed a message to one half of the brain to get them to do something like stand up and the other half of the brain doesn't know why they've done it but the other half of the brain will never admit that it, it will come up with a reason so for example you can show these people say a sign saying stand up and they stand up but then when you ask them about it they always come up with a reason like oh i just wanted to get up and get a drink or stretch my legs because the human brain is just amazing at backfilling these reasons so similarly when we're experiencing anxiety we'll get these feelings and the feelings will come first and then we'll get a thought about what is going on that's terrible that we need to be afraid of most of the time that thought didn't inspire the feeling that is backfilled by our mind to explain why we're feeling this way so what are the consequences of this what does this mean for when we're managing our own anxiety well it means that positive thinking isn't going to solve the problem so again let's go back to the spider example if you see a spider and yeah i'm in the uk that there are no poisonous spiders here if i see a spider it's safe i can pick it up it's fine it's not gonna hurt me but just going into that situation and saying well the spider cannot be poisonous it's totally safe it's just a little house spider so there's no reason to to worry that's not gonna make your symptoms or anxiety go away and the reason is because it's not an actual worry about a spider that's causing those symptoms of anxiety that thought only comes after you're already experiencing the feelings and this is why in things like cbt we have the behavioral aspect because thinking positively doesn't solve the issue but doing positively does solve the issue and what i mean by that is if we use the as if principle and if we just pick up the spider then at first we're going to feel this massive rush of anxiety but over time that's going to go down this is exposure therapy because if we act in a way that is consistent with someone who isn't experiencing anxiety our feelings will eventually be driven by that now clearly we've all tried it it's not going to kick in straight away but it will over the long term produce results in the same way that thinking positively will not so does this mean that the idea of making cognitive interventions the idea of identifying anxious thoughts and labeling as that is completely pointless no it's still very useful and here's why first of all in order to go through the process of saying it's it's just a harmless house spider you can pick it up it's fine we're probably not going to want to do that unless we've had that cognitive intervention so if we're still letting our thoughts run away with us and say oh it might kill us it's a terrible spider then we're probably not going to have the mental strength to do the behaviorism aspect of picking it up i mean that's that genuinely would be crazy if you picked up a spider that you genuinely thought was poisonous and was going to kill you so we need to make the cognitive intervention for that but also this creates a feedback loop so you feel the you get the feeling initially but then when you backfill the thoughts to justify the feeling that allows the feeling to get stronger 
So we also need to make the cognitive intervention of saying this is anxiety, this isn't a genuine feeling, to stop that feeling that we're already experiencing getting worse and feeding back onto itself and really escalating the situation. So in summary, in terms of thoughts and feelings, what comes first? The answer is the feeling. The feeling comes first and then our mind backfills the thought. It's still important to make that cognitive intervention to challenge that thought, label it as anxiety, really make a difference at the thought level. But we also need, as well as positive thinking, we need positive doing because that's what will tackle the feeling.